Welcome back to another Cybersecurity Minute, a podcast production put on by Black Talent Security to keep you and your business cyber safe. Here are your hosts, Gary Salmon and Kelsey Currents. All right, welcome back everyone to another podcast production brought to you by Black Talent Security. I've got two of my favorite gentlemen on with me today, of course, Gary Salmon, my co-host and CEO of Black Talent Security, and also Mr. Josh Hyman. Josh, welcome. Thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Today, we're gonna go over backups and what that looks like for you and your business and your practice. Um, some real life examples um, of ways that we that you can help yourself uh, protect your your company um, and also some facts that might surprise you. So, gentlemen, I, I'll kind of let you take it away and I'll chime in when I can uh, bug you in a good way. Uh, so, Gary and Josh, the show is yours. All right. Thank you, Kelsey and Josh. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us. Josh is our uh, Chief Information Security Officer at Black Talent, so appreciate him being on. He's an absolute wealth of knowledge. So why don't we talk about some of the failures we've seen over the years? You know, I've been in the IT business for a long time. I've seen just about every single type of failure from hardware failures to floods, fires, cyber events, uh, et cetera. And, you know, the business goes to recover their data and the data is just not there. Right. I mean, that's that's a huge problem. So let's start talking about backup failures, mistakes that we've seen IT companies make, managed service providers, business owners, et cetera, uh, and the impacts that those have had. So let's first take a look at cyber events, because that's what we deal with most of the time. Right. So typically, you know, a business contacts us. They've had a ransomware attack, a data breach. Um, the data is currently not accessible, but the business thinks they have a viable backup, right? Thinks is the key word here. So we get onto the system and inevitably, Josh, what happens when we go to look for the backups? It's just not there. It's just not there, right? The, the data is gone. <laughs> so it could be because the hackers destroyed the data. It could be that the managed service provider didn't back up the data properly. It could be the business failed to follow protocols and procedures to execute the backup. So there's a multitude of reasons why uh, the backups aren't there. So um, as part of that, we also see incomplete backups. And, and Josh, I know you've witnessed this numerous times in, in the data breach cases you've worked on where a business says, hey, I have a backup. We access the backup, and, and and typically, what do you see if if it's uh, if it's not all there? I mean, we're seeing that they're they're grabbing the wrong data sets. They're not backing up all of the hard drives. They're only backing up specific files. More often than not, we'll we'll, we'll find a situation where the business owner is like, "Oh, but they told me they were backing all of that up," and then we find all those holes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a major problem, and and we'll talk about how to be. Uh, successful with backups, you know, in a couple minutes, and we'll address this. Um, another big failure point that we see is this. I thought someone else was backing us up, meaning like my IT company, right, or someone else in our organization was handling the backup, and they come to find out they've never even had a backup performed. Or uh, remember that ransomware case we did, Josh, maybe about a year ago, where the business switched IT companies, and when the IT company took over, they tagged the wrong data set and we're backing up the wrong data, right? So 
Um, you know, I mean, that that that's that's an issue as well. And, you know, the ramifications are, are dramatic, right, in, in terms of what happens if a business loses all their data, can't access it, it, it. It's obviously a big problem. So, you know, not backing up the right data, thinking someone else is backing up the data, you know, not having visibility on those backups is an issue. Um, here's another good one. A lot of times we receive emergency phone calls over the weekend for a ransomware attack and the business is completely shut down. All the servers are encrypted. The data is encrypted, but they have a backup. Maybe the backups in the cloud. So then we'll ask the client, hey, how do we get to your backups? And typically, Josh, what's the response we hear? This, that, dead air, that, dead right? silence. Just silence. There's. Uh... Uh, I, I think if you could see me, I'm pointing in two different directions, right? I think I think the other guy's doing it. It goes back to what you were saying, you know, you know, 30 seconds ago, right? Everybody thinks everybody else has the information. So we we, we often find that people don't know where their data is, right? Or have they don't know where. It. Yeah, they don't know where the data is. Well, it's somewhere in the cloud. Well, that's not very helpful. My IT guy handles that. Well, it's Saturday and he's in Cancun. We can't get a hold of him. So the ramifications for the business is pretty significant because now we can't even access the data. Um, so there's a challenge there. So know where your data is and how to access it. Um, another issue we see is many businesses will back up their data to a device and the device is not encrypted. So if the device is stolen, physically stolen out of that business, it's dropped, it's lost, the ramifications for that business are potentially significant. You know, if the data is not encrypted on that external device, it's accessible, right? So we've, we've seen that happen uh, where, you know, businesses lose their backup devices. And if it contains anything like personally identifiable information or electronic protected health information and that drive is lost um, and it's not encrypted. property. Yeah, intellectual That's property, one, right? That's financial one. information. Yeah, absolutely. Legal contracts. That business is uh, once again put in a precarious situation. So very simple, you know, encrypt those backup devices. If you don't know how to do it, you know, talk to your managed service provider. Um, frequency of backups. We've seen this as well. We get involved with the breach case and we go to restore the data. The data appears to be there, but the last viable backup was 30 days ago. All right. So what does the business do at that point? Well, I guess it's better than losing everything. But for most businesses, if you've lost the last 30 days worth of your data, it's a tremendous burden on the organization to recreate that data. And it's pretty significant impact to their customers, their clients, their operations, et cetera. Um, another issue. Uh, so Josh, a lot of times we do know that the backups are viable, the backups are in the cloud, and we go to start recovering the backups and what do we find out? Size? Yeah, size. So, so, yeah, I mean, you've got to contend with the fact that in, in today's business world, depending on the business you're in, your data sets are way bigger than they used to be even on those hundred. Remember those hundred megabyte zip drives? Zip drives. I mean, yeah. we, we can fit it all on a zip drive or, or a bunch of floppy disks. But today, you know, businesses are dealing with terabytes of data. You know, store your data in the cloud with a with a you know an internet connection that's not going to be strong, or even if it is strong, you're going to find it's going to take you sometimes weeks to download that data from a cloud backup solution. So contending with where your, da your data is stored is another big issue. Right, so a lot of businesses don't plan for that. They just feel like, hey, my data's up in the cloud, it's safe, whenever I need it, I can restore it. But you know, seven days later, they're still watching 
you know, the data stream back from the cloud server. So that's that's definitely uh, an issue. Um, another thing we see is backup devices left on the network and not swapped out. Um, they should be uh, rotated on a consistent basis. So every day, if you're backing up to some type of external device, that device should be swapped. The reason we bring this up is because in many cases, the hackers, when they access your network, will find these external backups and destroy the backups. Right, and if you leave okay, it connected, just interject, just interject. It's actually the first part of most ransomware cases that we see. The first action is to find any backup source and destroy it. So to Gary's point earlier, rotating that disk will at least give you potentially a one day, a one day, uh, uh, I guess, saving grace. Right, exactly. So if you are backing up to external devices, they're technically called air-gapped devices once you remove them from the machine. We really recommend you have three or four of these external devices that you rotate them out like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then maybe like a weekly or monthly. Um, it's an old school approach and a lot of people argue with us like who the heck does that anymore? But I will tell you most of the major companies are, are doing these air-gapped backups where you know they're physically disconnecting these backups from the network. Another thing we've seen in many attacks are uh, access and destruction of data on NAS, also known as a network area storage device. Josh, you wanna talk a little bit about that uh, in terms of what we've seen with some of these breach cases and, and NAS devices? Uh, absolutely, so, so NAS devices are typically mapped shares, no different than any other file shares you may have on your network. And as I was alluding to just a few seconds ago, um, typically hackers, when they get on the network, will, will look for, any place that data resides and go after it first and, and, and knock that out. And typically your backups are going to be large data sets. So it's going to be very easy for them to find those backups, and especially on a NAS. Um, some many, many solutions call the backup backup. So call it backup with a date. So if I'm a hacker and I just do a search for a file that contains the word backup, guess what? I'm going to find all of those backups and I'm going to go after them and I'm going to and I'm going to knock them out. So while a NAS serves as a, a, a good place to store data on your network, it's important that they're configured correctly and, and done in a way that protects you from an attacker getting on the network and knocking out those backups that exist there. All right, excellent. Another one that I've seen for a long time, probably 20 years, is whether you're running uh, a billing system, a healthcare system, a CRM, uh, system. Many of them use databases like Oracle, um, SQL, Sybase. And what happens is a person who doesn't really understand these types of services fails to stop the service, attempts to back up the database, and assumes it's backed up properly and just keeps going down that path day after day. And then we get in there because the business had some type of cyber event and the MSP, the IT company is like, no, we've been backing up the database every day. And we're like, okay, that's great, but there's no data here. And then we find out that they failed to stop the service typically on the server. And because the service was running, the database was op <clears throat> open and the backup failed. So, you know, we, we, we want you to make sure that <clears throat> as part of this, you understand that these these services need to be stopped. That's something you should consult with uh, the, the software vendor about, your managed service provider about, and make sure that they're aware that if you're running a certain type of database, the service does in fact need to be stopped. I know, I know we've seen that a couple times as well, Josh. Absolutely. <laughs>
So let's talk a little bit about backup success, right? We talked about these failures, but what we really want to do is help you set yourself up for success in the event you have some type of incident or disaster within your business. So Josh, there's a concept called the three, two, one rule. Would you mind talking a little bit about that? Uh, absolutely. So the three, two, one rule talks about um, the three first references, three copies of your data. One could be live uh, of the three, but you want to keep three copies of the data. You want to keep them on two different sets of media. As I made my joke earlier, I'm a father, so I have my good dad jokes. We'll go back to the 100 megabyte zip drive disk or your stack of three quarter inch floppies, whatever it might be. You want to keep it on two different sets of media. So potentially a cloud and you know the, the NAS that Gary alluded to or USB drive in the office. And then the most important part of the 321 theory is keeping one of those offsite. So if you take that, that USB drive, make sure we're keeping that somewhere safe. Don't keep it in your briefcase and walk back and forth to work with it every day because, as Gary said, maybe you're going to lose that. You're going to leave it in your car. Something's going to happen to it. it, it someone in a, in, in a role should keep that either in a fireproof safe or somewhere that is offsite. So now if something happens to the physical structure of the building, you've got that data with you. It's the most basic um, structure for, for performing a successful backup. And Gary, also, you mentioned that people laugh about this. I can't tell you how many times I saved my behind in previous parts of my career, having that one, that, that offsite piece of, of, of hard drive when something went wrong. Right, exactly, it's critical, you know. All right, so another concept that we should talk about, you know, for setting you up for success is the validation of your backed up data. You heard in the, the failure section that the incorrect files were tagged for backup, right? The incorrect directories, maybe for some reason the backup just is failing for, from a hardware perspective. So what you really wanna do is on a consistent basis, maybe every couple months, every quarter, you want to validate your backups where you're actually going to take your backup device and try and restore all of the backed up data onto your network. So you literally, if you have an external drive, you're going to plug that into your machine. You're going to then copy all that data uh, off the external device to your server, for instance. And then what you really want to do is point your software applications at that data and make sure you can open those restored files. Right? It's, it's really the only way to do it. And then once you open them, do some audits. Open up client data, patient data, et cetera, and say, hey, is all the data that needs to be here actually here, or am I missing stuff? Or maybe the application isn't even working because not uh, the correct files were not backed up, right? So how work often, with your, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. How often do you think that, it, I mean, as a best practice that a business should be trying to, to validate all of that data? Once a year, once every quarter, once every five years, I could see that being kind of a monster undertaking. So let, let me let me take that one. I I think it goes to the the you know the risk model, you know what what what's the business's ability to lose the data, and then you have to determine how great a risk you're willing to take. So if you're in a if you're Wall Street, let's say, and you're regulated to have data from five minutes ago, then you might want to do this more often, and you may have the um, wherewithal to do that, whether that be the resources of human capital or financial capital to do that. If your business could survive without data for a, a longer period of time, then maybe you don't do it as often. 
I also say that you have to do this in a in a in the way in a way that follows some maturity model. If you try the first time to do this, like if, if you go, everybody runs from this podcast and goes home, says, "Okay, I'm going to do this now," and they grab their hard drive and the hard drive's got four terabytes of data, and they're like, "All right, I'm going to copy it over and I'm going to point my hard drive at the at, you know my software at it." Next thing you know, you're two weeks in and who knows what happened. Start start slow. So I always tell clients when we're talking to them about this, start with a couple of small files. I always say, go, go and grab like some PDFs and Word documents and say, okay, I can open those. So, so I know that I'm getting some good data. And then as I get through my maturity model, I'm now going to say, okay, I want to do a full restore of my software, whatever my software may be. If I'm in the healthcare space, maybe I have practice management software. If I'm in the manufacturing space, maybe I've got some ERP. And I'm going to take the database and I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore it. Hopefully, it's not four terabytes, but whatever the case may be. And I'm going to find a place to put it that I can point the software, like Gary said. And I'm going to see if it works. The best practice for me in my experience in my career across many different um, types of industries was we did this on a quarterly basis. Um, we didn't do a full system restore every quarter, but we did something every quarter. So maybe the first three quarters of the year, we did a couple of files or a couple of folders. And then once a year, maybe as you get more mature in this and you figure out what your risk is, are you willing to spend the money and the time to do the full one? And I think that's a good place to start. And Josh, if they switch, if the business switches MSPs or, you know, backup solutions, software, you know, makes any major changes, would you recommend that they initiate some type of um, testing after that has, after that switchover has occurred? So any any time, like like a switch in, of, of anything in any business, they consider a major business event, right? So you're switching software, you're switching service providers, you should check everything related to those service providers at that point, especially the backups. So as we saw with that client that Gary mentioned earlier on in our in our discussion, you think the new guys are doing it and the old guys think the new guys are doing it. And, and next thing you know, nobody's doing it. So I think it's it's absolutely important to take the last backup from your old guys, validate that thing, hold on to it. And then when the new guys start backing up because you've got a new solution, you got to make sure that that thing works. Don't trust anyone. Trust no one. There's a right. there's a very simple theory in the cybersecurity world. It's called trust and verify, right? So so in my opinion, I call it don't trust and verify. So don't trust anyone. Verify what everybody tells you. I would take both of those backups. I would ensure they're good during any transition time. All right, great, thanks. All right, so let's talk a little bit about backup alerts. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of businesses receive alerts from their IT vendor, their managed service provider related to the backup status. We've seen a couple issues where um, businesses were using some type of cloud backup and over a period of time they were failing. No one looked at the alerts that were being sent to them telling them the backups were failing. They get hit with ransomware and then the business is like, wow, how did that happen? Why do we have no data? Well, you have no data because your backups were failing and you were being warned, but you didn't action on that. So if you receive alerts, usually on a daily basis, take the 10 seconds to open it read it and just make sure your your backups are in fact uh executing properly um we also want to talk real quick about backups and who has access to them uh, a lot of you rely on your managed service providers to back up your data so one of the questions you need to ask them is who at your organization can access my data can every single technician sitting at their desk, log into the backup server and access all of your proprietary data? I will tell you the answer for many organizations is unfortunately yes. 
right? So what controls does that managed service provider have in place to restrict access to that data? All it takes is a pissed off employee. Dave's, you know, really aggravated with the CEO of that managed service provider and he's quitting tomorrow and he's walking off with all your data, right? What controls does that organization have in place? And it's, it's a tough discussion to have, but you have to have that conversation because when things go sideways on you, you're really going to wish you had that conversation prior to an event like that happening. Well, it's your um, house. You want to control who comes in your house. Like that's important, you know? A complete great analogy, Kelsey. I yeah. mean, perfect, right? You know, you, you, you got to have controls in place with this stuff. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, can set you up for success in, in terms of best practices for uh, backing up your critical business data. Love it. Josh, do you have anything else to add before I wrap this up? No, I think I think Gary Gary hit it all. Yeah, I think you guys covered a lot. I love the three, two, one rule. Um, validate your data and make sure you know you've got a good routine. I know in a past life, then this will date me a little bit, but we even had backups that were on VHS tapes that we would rotate every ninety <laughs> days, um, and a, a different person got suckered with you know maintaining the inventory of those VHS tapes. But um, we want to have controls. Um, and and backups for your backups if, if that's the whole point of having a backup. So thank you gentlemen so much for getting on. I learned a ton. I'm sure our listeners have learned a ton. If you need to get a hold of me or anyone else at Black Talent Security, feel free to reach out. My email address is kelsey.currents at blacktalentsecurity.com and we hope you have a cyber safe day. Take care. <laughs>